الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين امنوا اشد حبا لله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث من كن فيه وجد به حلاوه الايمان من كان الله ورسوله احب اليه مما سواهما ومن احب عبدا لا يحبه الا لله ومن يكره ان يعود في الكفر بعد ان انقذه الله منه كما يكره اي القاف النار او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and sisters the aspect that we have discussed on many many occasions which is the central theme which is the object which is the goal of this entire line of tasawuf that is the muhabbat of allah taala and this is what everything is hinged on to the extent that the muhabbat of allah taala has been acquired to that extent we will end up fulfilling what is the commands of allah taala to that extent we will refrain from what allah taala has forbidden and to the extent that other muhabbat and other love has found its way into our heart to that extent we will be pulled in those directions so the entire effort is to develop the love of allah taala in our hearts this is the driving force in a person this will take a person forward this will prevent a person from what allah taala is forbidden in this very concise hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that was recited allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says thalasum man kunna fihi wajada bihinna halawatal iman that if a person acquires these three things there are three aspects whoever acquires it then he will acquire the sweetness of iman the words of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam This is also every word is a mu'jiza. And every word has great meaning in it. One is just the surface translation. But beyond the surface and beneath the surface there's a ocean of knowledge. Now here the word that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam uses is wajada bihinna halawatal iman. First is wajada which is in the past tense. means is that this is a certainty there is no doubt about it it has happened so to say then halawatal iman sweetness of iman the word sweetness is something that immediately brings to mind something sweet something that is tasted and a person feels the sweetness of it person eats something he places that sweet morsel on his tongue 
but the sweetness of that morsel, that sweet meat, whatever he's put in his mouth, it's on his tongue, but he feels the effect of it throughout his entire body. It is not something that is restricted to the tongue. He feels his heart cooling with it. He feels suddenly that he was perhaps maybe tense for that moment, but when he ate something sweet which he enjoyed, for that moment he forgot his tension too. That sweet morsel that he put onto his tongue, that made him forget some of his aches and pains. While that sweetness was being enjoyed, he forgot about his aches and pains also. Now all this is because that sweetness is not something confined to the tongue. That sweetness permeates every part of the body. So this is the comparison that is being made. That when a person acquires these three aspects that are going to be mentioned, then he will get the sweetness of Iman. And the sweetness of Iman is being compared to like a person eats something sweet. This is a physical experience. It's not something just figurative. Now there are two views in this. One view is that it's a figurative thing. It's something that relates to the heart. It's not something that's a physical experience. And it is something that has various dimensions. One of the aspects referred to is that is still ta'at. That if a person acquires these three things, he'll get the sweetness of iman. What does this mean? That he will get this taste of ibadat. He will get the pleasure of ibadat. Now he will perform salah, he'll get an, a pleasure in that salah. He'll perf- beside the Quran Sharif, there'll be a taste in the recitation of the Quran Sharif. And whatever other righteous actions he does, there'll be some pleasure in it. So, this is the first thing. Hazrat Mawla Fazlur Rahman Ganj Muradabadi Rahmatullah Great Buzrug of his time. Or two centuries ago. He used to say that when I make sajda, I get the feeling as if I have been embraced by Allah Ta'ala. Now what kind of sajda that must be? And he used to say that in Jannat, he used to get such enjoyment out of recitation of the Quran Sharif in Jannat, that, uh, out of recitation of the Quran Sharif, that he said, he used to say that in Jannat, when the Hur will come to me, I'll say to her that if you want to listen to the recitation of the Quran Sharif, sit down and listen. Otherwise you carry on, do your own work. I'm busy reciting the Quran Sharif. In other words, the pleasure and enjoyment of the Quran Sharif was such that he was already convinced that in Jannat also there won't be anything beyond this. So what other pleasure would I be seeking when I have the Quran Sharif? What is Jannat is Jannat. But this was his enthusiasm as a result of what he was getting out of the recitation. So this is the first aspect, still zazu ta'at. The second is tahammulul mashaq fi mardatillah. When a person has gained this sweetness, which is explained in this manner, then he will be ready to undertake any difficulty for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Something has to be done, it has some mujahada involved in it, he's happy to do it. For the sake of Allah Ta'ala is ever ready. This is also the effect of this sweetness. And the third thing is, somebody can pay him any amount and give him anything of the world for him to do something 
apart from what is the command of Allah Ta'ala. He will not be prepared for it. He'll be able to sacrifice anything and everything, but he will not sacrifice the command of Allah Ta'ala. So this is one meaning of this, sweetness of Iman. But the other Sufiya Kiram state, this is not just restricted to these three things. These three things are without doubt. This goes without saying. It's something beyond that as well. And beyond that is that it is a physical experience. It is something like a person eating something sweet. He gets a physical experience, physical sweetness out of it. Likewise, this is a physical experience. And when a person gains the sweetness of Iman, he will taste it. Like he tastes something sweet. Now somebody might say, but I can't taste it. So the reason why we can't taste it is, that just as in order to taste something sweet, what is necessary is physical health, physical good health. Person must be healthy, he must be without any kinds of obstructions in his nasal passages, he mustn't have any flu, he mustn't have any other congestions, his sinuses must not be blocked. So then he will taste that sweet morsel as sweet. And otherwise, the sweetest thing will be put in his mouth, he'll say, I'm getting a bitter taste out of this. Why? Because he is sick at the moment. So like a person has to be physically healthy in order to taste the sweetness of something sweet, he has to be spiritually healthy to taste the sweetness of Iman. That spiritual health is necessary. And when he gains that spiritual health, he'll taste Iman. He'll taste the sweetness of Iman. So the Sahaba Kiram had tasted it because of the spiritual health. So this is the aspect that a person has to make the effort to acquire that sweetness by increasing the spiritual health, the good health. So in any case, what are these three things which will bring the sweetness of Iman? The Bismillah says, the first thing is, مَنْ كَانَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا سِوَاهُمَا that person who Allah and Allah's Rasul وسلم, are more beloved to him than anything and everything besides Allah and his Rasul they are the most beloved to him now, the love of Allah Ta'ala is what we started off talking on and this is what will bring the sweetness of Iman when the love of Allah Ta'ala is above everything Allama Qurtubi Rahmatullah he defined taqwa to say that taqwa is actually rectifying rectifying one's relationship with Allah Ta'ala. We talk about love, then the indication is of some kind of relationship. So taqwa is that there is a certain degree of love between Allah and His servant, His slave. Now when a person, for example, gets married, so at the time of the nikah, he sits there and he says, Nakahtuha wa qabiltuha. So now when he, after he gets married, now the responsibilities start coming. He says, I didn't say I'm going to provide any food. Or I didn't say I'm going to provide any shelter. Or all the other things of life. Why must I be now put under this pressure and all these demands are being made of me? So to start off with, nobody even thinks like that. 
that is without saying the responsibilities come without saying but what was the responsibility was the basic level basic amount the basic accommodation basic food basic clothing that was the res responsibility but he doesn't restrict himself and confine himself to the basic responsibility because there is love he wants to present everything in the best way that he can and a person gives somebody a present the object is inside what is the item but number one he'll pack it inside one box and then on top of the box he put some kind of very shiny paper also then he's not even happy with that on top of the shiny paper he wants to put one ribbon on top of that and then that too is not enough between the ribbon and the paper he wants to stick one rose in also whereas all that will get torn and thrown up finish gone in a few minutes time nobody even remembered how it came wrapped because the object is inside but now all this time and effort it took him maybe one minute to buy the item of the shelf it took him 10 minutes to wrap it up maybe 20 minutes to wrap it up the effort to wrap it up was far more than the effort to buy it but why and that is all going to be torn and thrown he knows up front is all going to be torn and thrown away but he's taking all this trouble for what because there's something that is he wants to express now and this is the aspect that a person wants to do in terms of human beings whereas he's expressing that love because of some limited thing that he has received from the other end allah tabarak wa taala is our creator our sustainer our nourisher and every moment of our life we are dependent on his fazl and karam on every breath we are supposed to be making two shukar one shukar for being able to take the breath in the other shukar for being able to breathe out and that is only by the permission of allah taala so what level of love should be expressed for allah taala now this is the entire issue of making the love of allah taala more dominant in our hearts than anything and everything else and this is the lesson that we have to keep devising because this is the key to everything the key to doing what we supposed to do the key to refraining from what we supposed to refrain from person has got a certain habit whatever the habit is for example now he's got a habit of smoking now he's smoking for 20 years uh, he got married somebody told him before the nikah that your wife can't stand smoke a mile now he just got married and the person gave him that message before the nikah now any person in his right mind who now was just told now you got married but this is a condition your wife gets very very her whole temperament will go upside down and all kinds of other things might happen if she smells smoke anywhere near now this person forget smoking he'll even want to hide whatever he's got maybe far away it mustn't even be inside it mustn't even be the thought that i smoke later on whatever happens will happen but for today for few days whatever i have to do has to be well out of sight what is driving this he is craving for whatever his habit is but something has become a barrier what has become the barrier it's only that love now that has become the barrier so this love is the driving force and this is what has to be acquired for allah taala 
How is his love acquired? If you look into the lives of the Ahlullah, just before we get to how it is acquired, they did so much and sacrificed so much that they could for the sake of acquiring the love. One great Buzrug, Sheikh Usman Khairabadi Rahmatullah He was a businessman. And in those days, the coins were just made, not in the way that is made nowadays. After a lot of usage, it would start actually getting worn out. So then it was regarded as inferior coins. Now many a times people would take a chance. It's one dirham, but the value would be different. This is one dirham, that is one dirham too. But the worn out coin will be actually less in value now, because worn out. So people take a chance. How much I'm owing you? Five dirhams, they'll give five coins, but it's worn out a little. So they used to have people who would actually be experts in even uh, testing the coin. Like now, nowadays a person sees, now it's not counterfeit. They will be experts in checking that this is a genuine coin and then what its value is. So he was a business person. So many a times people would come and give him these defective coins. And he would immediately notice it. He would immediately realize that this person is passing on this defective coin to me. But he would quietly accept it. He wouldn't make it known that I realized what it is. The person giving it thought, I fooled him. He knew full well what was going on, he would quietly keep it. And he collected all these defective coins. And as time went on, eventually when the end of his life approached, and he realized now, he got the signs, that now I'm a mehman now, I'm on my way out. So he put all those defective coins in front, and then he raised his hands and made dua. Ya Allah, my whole life I have been accepting defective coins. You accept my defective amal. But now what drove him this, to do this? That he accepted the defective, he's taking a loss. He's accepting the defective coins, he's taking a loss. Now in terms of the dunya, he's selling something for one dirham, it's probably costing him a little lesser than that, and what he's getting is even lesser. So he's running at a total loss. But he had some other objective, he was looking way ahead. And he was ready to accept these defective coins, because I want to gain the love of somebody else. And when I present this, that for your love, Ya Allah, I did this, maybe I'll get accepted. Now this was the driving thing inside. How can I gain the love of Allah? And how the love of all these other things can come out? That whatever becomes an obstacle in the love of Allah must be out. And it's only actually when that is out that Allah's love comes in. The little couplet that we recite when during the zikr, Hazrat Khadi Azil Hassan Majub Rahmatullah and Hazrat Tanwi Rahmatullah when he heard this couplet for the first time, he said, If I could, I would have given you a hundred thousand rupees. A hundred thousand you're talking about in that zamana, where very uh, highly qualified professional might be getting ten thousand rupees. So in that zamana, he's saying, if I had a hundred thousand, I would have given you for this poem, which we recite every time. Har tamanna dil se rukhsat ho gayi, ab to aaja, ab to khalwat ho gayi. This is poetic language. It outwardly may sound like a claim. It's not da'wa. It's not a claim actually. It's du'a. Though in poetic language, it will be appearing to be a claim. 
what he is saying is her tamanna dil se rukhsat ho gayi Allah all my desires all my aspirations everything is gone from my heart her tamanna everything that whatever aspirations desires anything besides Allah Ta'ala, everything is gone ab to aaja ab to khalwat ho gayi Allah now my heart is empty now you come in because only till that is not emptied until there isn't la ilaha then illallah doesn't happen first there is la ilaha First, it is the negation of everything besides Allah Ta'ala. And when everything besides Allah Ta'ala, all the false idols and false, all the false deities and the idols and everything, all the haram and all the dirt and all the filth and everything has been negated. All the, everything has been washed out. Now comes illallah. So first is the negation. First is the la. La to everything that becomes an obstacle towards the love of Allah Ta'ala. So la ilaha is the thing that we have to start with. So nevertheless, this is the aspect to acquire the love of Allah Taala, and to the extent that the ghayrullah has been removed from our hearts to that extent the love of Allah Taala will come so this is what he is expressing in this couplet that up to aja up to khalwat ho gai. ya Allah now my heart is empty now it is ready to accept this love of yours to be brought in so in any case what the hadith we were discussing is that man kaan Allahu wa rasooluhu ahabba ilayhi mimma siwahuma that Allah and His Rasul become more beloved than anything and everything besides Allah Ta'ala and His Nabi The lives of the Sahaba Ikram, we find in this the manner in which they gain this love. One is that they sacrificed for Allah Ta'ala. To the extent that they sacrificed for Allah Ta'ala, to that extent they gained the higher levels of the love of Allah Ta'ala. When a person, we took the example of marriage, the person is newly married, now he is doing so many different things for going out of his way to try and do something that will please his wife now. So why is he doing that? Why is he going out of his way? Afterwards he will forget about everything, but now he is even jumping around and he's opening the car door for Her Royal Highness to jump out after one month he forgot everything but in any case now he's doing all this for and all the things that are part of what actually is something that Nabi Salaam has taught us for life but it's just all just in the first week and few weeks after that everything suddenly is like never happened now he's putting one lukma in his wife's mouth but that is something Nabi Salaam taught us not just for the first few days of marriage. But in any case, what is driving him at that time? What is driving him is that he is trying to acquire or increase a love for himself in his wife. Bas, nothing else. Now that extra effort he is making, that sacrifice, that is a sacrifice. He is sacrificing his own feelings, he is sacrificing his own wants, his own likes, all that he is sacrificing to try and do what will please the opposite party. So Sahaba Ikram taught us the sacrifice. They sacrifice what we can't imagine. They sacrificed their families, their lives, they sacrificed anything and everything. Abu Bakr at the time of Tabuk comes with whatever his contribution is. Nabi Islam asks him, what did you leave behind? His answer is, I left Allah and his Rasul behind swept everything and brought it didn't leave anything this was that sacrifice 
they sacrificed for Allah Ta'ala to the extent they gained the love and the nearness of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the one thing that to make those sacrifices with this niyat. This is the second thing actually. And this is linked to the first, this niyat. For example, what is this niyat all about? Person woke up in the morning for Fajr. It's a summer morning, so it's Fajr is very early. Then he left the house and went to the masjid. So there's a mujahada in all this. But one is now, a person just drags himself and goes along that, well, I have to do it. If I don't do it, then I'm going to put myself in problems. That too is ghanimat. That too is ghanimat that a person still fulfilled it in whichever way. Meaning whatever was the motivation. He still went and fulfilled it, alhamdulillah. But he changes his niyat now. That for the love of Allah Ta'ala, I'm leaving my bed now, I'm leaving my house, I'm going to the house of Allah Ta'ala for the love of Allah Ta'ala. I'm sitting and making tilawat now for the love of Allah Ta'ala. To acquire his love. I'm sitting and taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. Zikr ilahi for the sake of muhabbat ilahi. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala for the love of Allah Ta'ala. I'm giving some sadaqah to somebody for the love of Allah Ta'ala. Not to make this person happy so that he might think I'm somebody. To put happiness in the heart of a mu'min for Allah Ta'ala, that too is ibadat. The main object is Allah Ta'ala's love. So he brings in this niyat in every amal. Unfortunately, we don't make this niyat. We make the amal, but without this niyat. So to become conscious of this, to consciously make this niyat in every amal. That mujahada is there, we're making that sacrifice sometimes. Sometimes there's big sacrifices required. It's a cold winter's morning. We may not experience that kind of cold here. In many places it is sub-temperatures, uh, sub-zero temperatures, ice cold. People are coming out of their homes, going to the masjid. Subhanallah, what a sacrifice. But to add this niyat in there, I'm doing it for Allah Ta'ala's love. And likewise to sacrifice those haram temptations with this niyat. Like the person now, they told him just as he was getting married, your wife can't stand the smoke. So he went and hid that. And even maybe made toba immediately. I'd rather give up the smoking from today. Everybody gave him all the bayans and everything that didn't help. But suddenly this just worked. They say like magic. There's no such thing like magic, but in any case, that worked like magic. So, how he sacrifices those likes, those wants, likewise, whatever is now being a temptation, a distraction, he sacrifices with the same niyat, for the love of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the first thing, that sacrifice and together with that this niyat, to the extent that this is developed, this love of Allah Ta'ala will come. So the love of Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam beyond everything else. So this is the first thing. Then the second thing, there are so many incidents of Sahaba Ikram, that regarding the love of Rasulullah how they acquired this, to what extent they had it, how they were ready to sacrifice anything and everything for Nabi Wasallam. So they sacrificed in the presence of Nabi Wasallam. In the battle, when the need was there, the Sahabi put his back in the way so that the arrows may fall on his back, not on Nabi Wasallam. Somebody, Hazrat Abu Dujana puts his hand in the way so that his hand may become the shield. As a result, his hand becomes paralyzed, but Nabi Wasallam mustn't get hurt. So they protected the physical being of Nabi Salaam also. We are not in that position. 
but for the love of Nabi Sallallahu we must protect his Mubarak heart from taklif. Because the a'mal that we do are presented to Nabi Sallallahu And the kind of a'mal will be presented, either it will bring happiness to his Mubarak heart, or it will bring taklif to his Mubarak heart. So they even presented their lives to protect Nabi Sallallahu from taklif. We, the least is required of us is, to present those a'mal that will bring comfort to the Mubarak heart. And to save ourselves from those a'mal that will bring taklif to the Mubarak heart of Nabi Sallallahu So this is the first thing. Thereafter Nabi Sallallahu says, وَمَنْ أَحَبَّ عَبْدًا لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ The second ingredient for acquiring the sweetness of Iman. That he loves somebody, he loves him solely for Allah Ta'ala. No other motivation. That love is only for Allah Ta'ala. To the extent that love for one's children, love for one's parents, love for one's spouse, love for one's family members, for one's relatives, for one's friends, all this will be motivated for the love of Allah Ta'ala. Not that this will become the main thing. The love of Allah Ta'ala will be the main thing. This will become as a result of that. Now what will be the indication? That this love is for Allah Ta'ala alone. The indication is that this love la yazidu bil bir wala yanqusu bil jafa. It will not increase as a result of that person's favors. He has love for somebody and that person has done him some favors so that on the basis of that favor it won't increase because that love is not on the basis of the favor. That love is for Allah Ta'ala. So whether any favors come or don't come it won't matter. It's a different thing that love by exchanging gifts etc it will have an impact but in other words this is not something that is based on that not based on that and it will not decrease as a result of any kind of ill treatment because it was not based on that now sometimes there's some family member or whoever suddenly the person has a problem not talking to him why not talking to him well his son got married and didn't invite me so if his son got married he didn't invite you he took away anything from you he harmed you in any way so what is the problem he says but he didn't invite me I invited him when my son got married so this whole muhabbat was a matil of muhabbat then it was all just based on dunya it had nothing to do with the love of Allah Ta'ala. And if it is for the love of Allah Ta'ala, then despite any negative treatment from the opposite side, his love is for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. It's Allah Ta'ala's command. The two treat the relatives with kindness. So he will carry on. It doesn't matter to him what comes from the other end. He's human. He may be affected by it. He'll feel hurt by it. But he'll still continue with that whatever relationship is required, he will continue with that. That won't, this, nothing will become an obstacle in that. So this is the second thing, that his love for any person too will be for the love of Allah Ta'ala. But provided that the love of Allah Ta'ala has come, then this will be possible. The third thing is, That he despises being going back into kufr just as he despises being put into fire 
One is a person leaves Iman and goes into Kufr itself. Allah forbid. And then there's lesser degrees of Kufr. Kufrun duna Kufrin. Lesser degrees of Kufr meaning sin. Which doesn't take a person out of Iman. But they are branches of Kufr. In other words, it leads, comes up from the same tree. One is the Kufr itself, the tree itself. But then there are the far out branches which are sins. So just as he despises being put into fire, he'll despise and hate sin. That I'm being taken, somebody is giving me a free ticket or taking me on a free ride somewhere, which is impermissible. I cannot afford to go anywhere near this. So when that becomes his condition, now he'll acquire the sweetness of Iman. This is the effort that we have to make to acquire the sweetness of Iman, to develop the love of Allah Ta'ala, the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Keep reminding ourselves of our intention in our relationships with people as well. That this must be for Allah Ta'ala. This must not have any ulterior motive. This must not be based on dunya. It must be based on the love of Allah Ta'ala. And to develop this hatred of sin, hatred of kufr and hatred of sin, like a person despises being thrown into Jahannam, despises being thrown into any fire. But this becomes a person's condition then this halawati imani is received. And everybody is thirsting and chasing after the same halawat. But we are chasing for it in the wrong places. Way it is, is what Allah's Nabi has described. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq, and all of us a tawfiq, of developing this love of Allah Ta'ala, acquiring this halawati imani, the sweetness of iman. Allah Ta'ala grant us this sweetness in this dunya, and make it a means of us reaching the higher levels of jannat as well. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين رسائد دوري لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله Just as a reminder the niyat that we make again محبت of Allah Ta'ala This is the niyat for making zikr of Allah Ta'ala لا إله إلا الله 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 
ہو جائے میرا دل میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آبو گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناما سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ
محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا الله جل جلاله عم نواله Allah, 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 Allah Allah kaisa pyara naam hai Aashiqo ka meena aur jam hai Aah rajuz aasma hamdam nabood Raze raghayre khuda mehram nabood Aah rajuz aasma hamdam nabood Raze raghayre khuda mehram nabood Ilahi e bandara ruswamakun Garbadam man sirreman pedamakun Ilahi e bandara ruswamakun Garbadam man sirreman pedamakun Tamanna dil surukhsat ho gai Abuto aja abuto halwat ho gai Har tamanna dil se rukhsat ho gai Ab to aja, ab to khalwat ho gai Mita de api hasti ko Chhor de sari basti ko Basti basti kehta ja Allah, 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 محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلبنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اخفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما إله العالمين يا الله بري جنهجار بري خطاكار بري مجرم الہ العالمین سر سے پیر تک گناہوں میں ڈوبے ہوئے ہیں یا اللہ فگیو آل اور سنز یا اللہ فگیو آل میجین مائن سنز یا اللہ فگیو آل دی سنز ویو کمٹ ڈیلیبرٹلی دی سنز ویو کمٹ مستیکنلی الہ العالمین یا اللہ دی گریٹ انجسٹس ویو ڈن اپون اور سیلز یا اللہ الہ العالمین آل یور باؤنٹیز ویو بینفٹڈ فرم ایوری مومنٹ الہ العالمین یا اللہ وی ہیو ایٹن دی فوڈ یو ہیو گیون اس یا اللہ یا اللہ وی ڈرینک دی واٹر یو گیو اس یا اللہ الہ العالمین وی ار بریتھنگ دی اے یو گیو اس فور فری یا اللہ الہ العالمین ایوری مومنٹ وی ار بینفٹنگ فرم یور باؤنٹیز یا اللہ الہ العالمین ہاؤ ان گریٹفل وی آر یا اللہ ہاؤ جسٹ وی آر یا اللہ الہ العالمین دیٹ یا اللہ وی کیپ ڈس اوبینگ یو یا اللہ یا اللہ یور انیومرابل فیورز اینڈ فیورز دیٹ وی کین نیور کاؤنٹ اور انٹائر لائفز یا اللہ یا اللہ وی ار بینفٹنگ فرم آل دیز باؤنٹیز آل دی ٹائم یا اللہ یا اللہ ہاؤ ڈس لائل وی آر یا اللہ ہاؤ ان گریٹفل وی آر یا اللہ الہ العالمین فگیو دس گریٹ سن آف اوز یا اللہ فگیو دس گریٹ ان جسٹس آف اوز یا اللہ الہ العالمین میک اس یور گریٹ فل سروینس یا اللہ الہ العالمین یو بلس اس ود یور لو یا اللہ یا اللہ فل اوات ود یور لو یا اللہ یا اللہ لیٹ یور لو بی فلڈ ان ایوری ریسس آف اوور ہارٹ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ لیٹ دس لو بی دی ڈرائیو فورس ان اوور لائفز یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ اس سچ لو دیٹ ول میک اس ڈو آل دیٹ یو ہیو کمانڈڈ اس ٹو ڈو یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ اس سچ لو دیٹ ول بیکم ا بیریئر بٹوین اس ان ایوری سن یا اللہ اللہم اقسم لنا من خشیتک ما تحول به بیننا و بین معصیتک و من طاعتک ما تحول به و من طاعتک ما تبلغنا به جنتک و من اليقین ما تهون به علینا مصائب الدنیا الہ العالمین یا اللہ گیو اس دی کمپلیٹ سٹرنگ اف ایمان یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو اس کامل یقین قبر بیٹر پلیس یا اللہ الہ العالمین گرانٹ اس دی کنسرن آف میکنگ آخرت دی بیٹر پلیس فار اور سیلز یا اللہ الہ العالمین وی ہیو گریٹ کنسرن ٹو سیکیور اور سیلز فرام آل دی ہارمز اینڈ آل دی یا اللہ ایولز اینڈ آل دی تھنگز دیٹ کین ہیپن ٹو اس ان دس دنیا یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو اس دی گریٹر کنسرن ٹو سیکیور اور سیلز فرام دی عذاب اف دی قبر یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو اس دی کنسرن ٹو سیکیور اور سیلز فرام دی عذاب اف دی ڈے اف قیامت یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو اس دی کنسرن ٹو سیکیور اور سیلز فرام دی عذاب اف جہنم یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو سیو گاڈ اس فرام آل دی فتنہ اینڈ فساد یا اللہ یا اللہ اونلی ود یور پروٹیکشن کین بی سیوڈ یا اللہ یا اللہ وی ار ویری ویک یا اللہ یا اللہ یو سیو اس یا اللہ سیو اس فرام ایوری کائنڈ اف ٹیسٹ یا اللہ سیو اس فرام بینگ ٹیسٹڈ ان اور دین یا اللہ سیو اس بینگ ٹیسٹڈ ان اور دنیا یا اللہ الہ العالمین وی ار ناٹ کیپیبل اف اینی کائنڈ اف ٹیسٹ یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ اس کمپلیٹ عافیت یا اللہ گرانٹ اس عافیت ان اور دین یا اللہ گرانٹ اس عافیت ان اور دنیا یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا 
Allah, safeguard us from all the calamities and trials and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, safeguard the lives of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Safeguard the life, the iman, the amal, the wealth, the property, and Ya Allah, every belonging of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant barakat in each person's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, those who are in any kind of suffering and hardship, remove their difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, those who are starving, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, those who are without clothes, give them clothes to wear, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are suffering oppression and Ya Allah, Ya Allah, those who are suffering zulm, Ya Allah, remove that zulm and oppression with afiyat from them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant hidayah to the zalimin also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if hidayah is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, bring such a punishment that wipes him out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us on iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Fidos without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, from throughout the ummah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make their qabr's gardens of Jannah for them, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages of the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, they have hopes for us to make dua for them. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill their needs from the khazana ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, whatever difficulties anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi Sayyiduna Muhammad wa alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in